Portland Sealy God's People with your host, Dennis Beard. Perfection. Most of the pastors will say today in the nominal church world will say, no one can be perfect. Only the Lord Jesus was ever perfect. But we'll be perfect in the sweet by and by. And that's when God will reveal all things to us. So if nothing on this side uh, in the present uh, before the rapture of the church, no one will be perfected. Well, we see there in the Constitution of the Kingdom of Heaven, Matthew 5, 6, and 7, the Sermon on the Mount, greatest message ever preached, that Jesus told us exactly what it would take to enter the Kingdom of Heaven. Now, the Kingdom of God is Christ in you, the hope of glory, and many are there now and have the Spirit of God in them. But when he says, depart from me, you that work iniquity, I never knew you. That means he didn't part from us, but we have to depart from him because of his holiness. Only those that are presented blameless at his coming, both spirit, soul, and body, will be able to enter the kingdom of heaven. He states that in Matthew 5, verse 48. Jesus said, be you therefore perfect, even as your father in heaven is perfect. Now, he didn't speak to that in the days of his flesh because in flesh dwelleth no good thing. That's the reason when the rich young ruler came to Jesus and said, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Jesus said, Why callest thou me good? That is the flesh. There's none good but one that is God. Well, he was asking the rich young ruler, Do you see me as God or do you see me as a man? The man is God. But he went on and tell him, if you'll enter into life, keep the commandments. And he said, all these kept, kept from my youth up. What lackest thou yet? <clears throat> Jesus said, uh, and beheld him. That's very important. And loved him. Then said, one thing thou lackest. Thou that you have, and give to the poor. Come pick up your cross and follow me. A chance for discipleship. Except a man forsaketh all that he hath. He cannot be my disciple, disciplined in the things of the Lord. But that doesn't go well in the denominal church world today. It's called sanctification. I made some notes there in the New Testament that Jesus said, Be ye therefore perfect. That's not a suggestion. That's a commandment. We have to do the perfect will of God. We see that also, that we have to do the will of God in Romans 12, 1, I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Why? That you may prove what is that perfect, acceptable will of God for you is. The perfect will of God is obedience unto righteousness unto holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. So I've made a few notes. Here we go. Matthew 19, 21, Jesus said unto him, If thou wilt be perfect, go and sell that thou hast, the rich young ruler. He also said it in Mark 10. And give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come and follow me. Mark 10 is the same with this rich young ruler. Come pick up your cross and follow me and you'll be my disciple. Luke 1, 3, It seemed good to me also having a 
perfect understanding of all things from the very first. To write unto thee in order, most excellent Theophilus. Is perfection required? Luke 4.40. Luke 6.40. I'm sorry, the disciple is not above his master. But everyone that is perfect shall be as his master. Remember, Jesus said, be you therefore perfect, even as your Father in heaven is perfect. That's not a suggestion, it's a commandment. He gave us a five-fold ministry for the perfecting of the saints. He gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. If we could not attain perfection, full maturity, in the perfect image of Jesus Christ, then why would the Lord command us to do so? And that is before the second advent. And then Jesus' prayer. In John 17, praying to the Father. And I quote again, John 17, 23. There, I and them, and thou and me, that they, the body of Christ, may be made perfect. That's Jesus' prayers. And the days of his flesh, praying to the Father, the Spirit that he is, may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that Thou, you, Father, have loved me and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Know that we are to come unto perfection, full maturity. When we have perfect, a perfect manner of law that he has given us. In Acts 22, 3, I am verily a man which am a Jew, that's Paul speaking, born in Tarsus, a city in Cilicia, yet brought up in this city at the feet of Gamaliel and taught according to the perfect manner of the law of the fathers and was zealous toward God, as you are, all are this day. The perfect law, but now not the law of Moses, but the perfect law of liberty, that through obedience we will be able to obtain full maturity and perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus. For whom he did foreknow, them he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. And those that he predestined, them he called. Them that he called, he justified. Them that he justified, he also glorified. To what level of glory? Glorified to the image of Jesus Christ, not something less. The church that is going to be raptured, counted worthy of the kingdom of God in a millennial reign as kings and priests were those that have come to full maturity. God having provided some better thing for us that they, all those that died in faith, having never received the promise, without us, those that come unto perfection, would not be made perfect. When the body of Christ is made perfect, it will perfect all of those that died in faith having never received the promise. He said uh, there, my grace to Paul, when he's asking for the healing, he sought the Lord thrice, and he said to Paul, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. What? Made perfect in weakness? Yes, because Paul said, Therefore, I would rather glory in my infirmities 
that the power of Christ may rest upon me, for when I'm weak, then am I strong. That we trust in the flesh, and then that's enmity with God. We have to crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust of the flesh. Look at 2 Corinthians 13, 11, for those that say we cannot be perfected. 2 Corinthians 13, 11, finally, brethren, farewell, be perfect. Paul's salutation. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Hmm. There we see in Ephesians 4.13, we are to come unto perfection to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ. Not something less. So we've been duped. We've been lied to. All we have to do is obedience. The Holy Ghost is the spirit of truth. Now lead us and guide us into all truth. All we have to do is be obedient in all things of faith. Therefore, he said that he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, pastors, and teachers for the perfecting of the saints. Will we make it? For the work of the ministry. Only those that are perfected will be in the work of the ministry in the revelation of Jesus Christ in the last day preaching of this gospel of the kingdom to all the world for witness of all nations. Only those that are perfected. Only those that are of full age. Only those that have their senses exercised thereby to discern both good from evil. And he goes on and says, for the edifying of the body of Christ, until we all come to the unity of the faith, and to the knowledge of the Son of God. There's perfection again. It's not gnosko, knowing Jesus after the Spirit, not after the flesh, but it's the Greek word is the knowledge, epi gnosko, much higher in knowledge. Uh, to the full measure of the statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. Now, that's not your flesh. The outward man is perishing, yet the inward man, created after Christ Jesus, is renewed daily. And that inward man is what grows as you feed him the flesh, eat the flesh of Jesus, and drink his blood of the Son of Man. Then you have life even as you have natural food for the natural flesh, so there's spiritual food for the spiritual man in you, the inner man created after Christ Jesus. Paul stated the same. I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Is Christ in you? If you have obeyed to the saving of your soul, not just ask Jesus to come into your heart, but literally born again. And that is born of the water and the spirit, John 3, which keys were given to Peter, Acts 2.38. How to do this? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name, singular, of Jesus Christ, the revealed name of God, the blood name of God, the redemptive name of God, for the remission of your sins, born of the water. If you have not been born of the water, you haven't been born again because that's the only way the body of the sins of the flesh is destroyed by baptism. Romans 6, 1 through 4, Colossians 2, 10 through 12. The ones that will not search the word out, will there definitely be lost 
not able to enter the kingdom of heaven. Not only do we have to be born again, but we have to have revelation. We see that coming unto perfection and the full knowledge of Jesus Christ into a perfect image of Jesus Christ. And that is why Paul said that we want to do anything to perfect that which is lacking in any of us. He said that to the churches. There, I impart unto you any gift for the perfecting that you may be made perfect. When we see that only those that have done the will of God will be the ones, not newborn babes, but he said, I'll write to you little children because you've known the Father. Your sins are forgiven for his name's sake, but you've known the Father. You have a high revelation in the glory that Jesus is the Father in revelation. The Son of God is the Father revealed. Now you're little children, you've grown. 1 John 2, 12 14. But you're not perfect yet. You're still pressing toward the mark. The mark is a tav. It's the last letter of the Hebrew abecedary. It's not the first letter. It's not in the middle, an aim or a bay or whatever. It is a tav. Full salvation, the last letter of the Hebrew abecedary, that you have tasted of the good word of God and the powers of the world to come in all the attributes of Jesus, that you're in the perfect image of that. And you did that simply, not because of your own works, not the works of the law, but through the perfect law of liberty, beholding is in the glass the glory of the Lord. You're seeing the glory of the Lord. You're changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord, unto perfection. And Paul said that we all may present you blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Those are the only ones that will be presented to the Lord Jesus in a perfect mirror image of himself, a glorious church without spot or blemish. And that's not being taught. It's just simply stay where you're at. You're saved. And just as you are, Jesus is going to receive you. Unless we mortify the deeds of the flesh, crucify the flesh with the affections and the lust, growing up into Jesus in all things, in all things of faith and all truth, then we will not be able to enter in. Paul said, I'm not already perfect yet. He said it in Philippians 3. Neither have I already attained. He wrote 14 books of the New Testament. But we have ministers today who say, will you? You'll never be perfect as long as you're in the flesh on this side of heaven. You won't be perfect until after the rapture, the second advent, and then you'll be made perfect. Well, then we have the spirits of just men made perfect already in heaven in Hebrews 12. Spirits of just men made perfect are the church and assembly of the firstborns whose names are written in heaven. Well, Paul stated, I haven't apprehended yet. I haven't come into perfection yet. But this one thing I do. I haven't attained yet, but I'm, I am trying to apprehend that of which I'm apprehended of Jesus. I'm forgetting those things which are behind. I'm reaching forth to those things which are before me. Those things of faith, remember things are the substance of faith. Faith is the substance of things, hope for the evidence of things not seen. And Paul said, I'm forgetting those things which are behind, just as he stated in Hebrews 6. 
Therefore, leaving the first principles of the doctrine of Christ, those principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Well, if it's not attainable, then why is Paul saying that we must be presented blameless? Why is he saying for us to leave those principles of the doctrine of Christ? Let us go on to perfection. Many people preach the principles, but not perfection. Many, many, many years ago, the Lord dealt with me about perfection. There's 99 scriptures in the word of God saying perfect. Be perfect, perfect works, perfect heart toward God in obedience. And as I preached there as a young man in my early 30s, I found that most of the church had never heard of that before. But I would have the elders of the church speak to me and say, whatever you do, young man, don't ever leave that because we have to be presented blameless. We have to be presented in the image of Jesus Christ, a glorious church without spot or blemish. And we try to stay true to that. But as time has gone on, rather than receiving the word of God more than ever, it's denied. You can't be perfect. Anybody says you can be perfect there as long as you're in the flesh, you've got to sin a little bit every day. That is a lie. You have the power of God unto salvation that little children I write unto you that you sin not. If any man has sin, we have an advocate with the Father, the man, Christ Jesus, yes. But I write unto you that you sin not. All unrighteousness is sin. There's a sin unto death. John says, I say not that you should pray for it. But there, when we are to come unto perfection, Paul stated, here's how you do it. Press toward the mark. That's a tov. That's not beginning the race. That's the finish line, the tov. That's the last letter of the ABC diary. Go on, press toward the mark. The mark is a tav. Do what? Press toward the mark for the prize. The prize, that is something given to you simply because you followed the leading of the Holy Ghost. You didn't do anything. It's not of your works, lest any man should boast. You followed the leading of the Holy Ghost. So you're pressing toward the mark for the prize of this high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Somebody say, well, is there a lesser call? No. You're called for this great work of God in the work of the ministry, which the whole, excuse me, the whole body is called for. All of us, we are to enter in that straight gate, that narrow way that leadeth unto life, but few there be that find it. Therefore, he said, Press toward that mark. The same we see in John. In Revelation 10, he heard what the seven thunders uttered their voices. He was about to write. He said, see thou write it not. Take the little book out of the angel's hand. You got to take it. That's through obedience. Obedience unto righteousness. Romans 6. Well, nobody's going to give it to you. It's already paid for. The price has been paid in full. You're complete in him and have need of nothing else. How be it? You have to make the move. You have to draw nigh to God. He'll draw nigh to you. You have to take that little book out of the angel's hand. The kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. You're violent for the Lord Jesus Christ. The weapons of your warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds bringing every imagination into subjection to 
the Holy Ghost, the will of God. Well, he says the kingdom of God suffers violence. The violent take it by force. That means you're violent in spirit, not in a physical striker or a brawler. But he says uh, then that the law and the prophets were unto John. Since that time, since the, the cross of Jesus, since that time, men press their way into it. That's what Paul's saying, pressing toward that mark. You have to be not complacent and an ease in Zion. You have to be stirred in spirit and an urgency of these things that must shortly come to pass. You have to be stirred in your spirit, and Jesus has to be first in your life and affections. You have to set your affections on things above, not on things beneath. You can't love the world on all that's in the world. The lust of the eyes, the pride of life, and the lust of the flesh will pass away. You have to be sanctified, holy, both spirit, soul, and body. And you sanctify them through that truth. Thy word is true, simply obedience. And you press toward that mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. And as many as be perfect, perfect in the sight of God, will be thus minded. And Paul goes on and says, if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you. So whom he did foreknow, them he predestinated to be conformed to the image of his son, not something less. So the Lord has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power might be of God, not of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. It's all him. By him, through him, in obedience unto righteousness. And that's where we're made perfect, just as our Lord was made perfect in the days of his flesh. He's our example. He's the way, the truth, and the life. The captain of our salvation was made perfect through sufferings, having learned obedience through the things which he suffered. First Peter 4, 1 is not preached much, but it tells us, Peter stating in his epistle, For as much then Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, Therefore, we're to be likewise minded, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. And that means cease from sin is uh, that you don't sin a little bit every day. You're sanctified holy. Not because you say you are, but because you have a perfect heart to, toward God in obedience, and then you will have right to obtain the kingdom of heaven, just as Jesus stated. There, all that obey him will be able to enter in to that straight gate. But he said, not all them saying to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter in. Even though they're not just newborn babies, they're grown to little children. They know he's the father of glory. They've had that revelation. There's only one God. But yet, they haven't come to perfection yet. Why? Because perfecting is doing the will of God. We see that in Romans 12, when I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God. What's acceptable? Holiness. Without which no man will see the Lord. Which is our reasonable service. Why? Not conform to this world. Don't buy that prosperity gospel that you go to church and God blesses you with money and all these finances. Crucify your flesh with affections of the lust. Do the will of God. Pick up your cross. Mortify the deeds of the flesh. Then 
you will be acceptable to the Lord, being that of our reasonable service, that we may prove what is that perfect will of God for us is. The perfect will of God is the only way that we enter heaven in perfection, is doing the will of God according to his purpose and his will, not ours. So we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling, for it's God that worketh in us both the will and the do of his good pleasure. As many of these as be perfect, be thus minded. And Jesus stated that. Not all that say to me, Lord, Lord, will be able to enter into the kingdom of heaven. In Matthew 7, only those that do the will of God. Many will profess unto Jesus in that day. Lord, we've done many wonderful works in your name. And in thy name, we cast out devils. And in thy name, we prophesied. Well, they certainly had faith. They were a hearer of the word and had done some good works. Many wonderful works. But they did not do the will of God. They did not come unto perfection. And because of that, they had no entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said, I never knew you. Well, there's a case of a mistaken identity. Well, did they work the miracles? Yes. Did they cast out devils? Yes. But did they do the will of God? No, they did not. So the only way you know the will of God is to know his voice. To know his voice, we have to read the word of God and find our individual purpose and will of God for each of our lives as members in particular. He has dealt to every man the measure of faith. The measure of faith is individually. Different ministrations, but the same spirit. Yeah, I can't save the foot. I have no need of you. He's put the more abundant honor on the less comely parts. There'd be no chism or division in the body. But we must find the will of God and the purpose of working out our own salvation. Knowing that's God that worked within us, both the will and do of His good pleasure. We must do the will of God. The ones that didn't, depart from me, you that work iniquity, I never knew you. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Well, let's press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. Tune in daily to our podcast, Feeling God's People, as we take this journey to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ perfecting that which is lacking in each of us and through the Word of God in present truth and the flowing proceeding Word of God by which every man shall live thereby. And you can also jcic.tv live streaming 6 p.m. daily Monday through Saturday 2 p.m. on Sunday. Join me there where you can ask questions and give your comments. We can have fellowship there. Write to me, Dennis Beard, Post Office Box 2906 Longview, Texas, zip code 75606. Or visit me on the websites, jcic.tv, dennisbeard.org, sealinggodspeople.org, sealinggodspeople.com, and also download our app for the podcast, Sealing God's People. Till the next time, this is Brother Dennis Beard saying, Behold, the real Jesus.